regular season is over, and here we are back again at the Byron Mouton Maryland Men's Basketball Show. I am your host, Mark Gray, joined by the man of the hour, Captain El Capitan. Ah. Byron Mouton, what's good? Hey, man, what's going on, man? Like I say, man, all this crazy weather once again, seven degrees outside, you know, excited about the day. Apparently, this whole week's supposed to be like that, so... I'm excited, man, and it's and it's where we want to be, man. It's tournament time, man. A couple of these teams punched their ticket already. Uh, Maryland's gonna start their play this week, and I'm excited about the Big Ten tournament. And then one one and done, big time NCAA uh, uh, tournament, man. And uh, man behind man behind the scenes, A1. How you doing today, A1? I'm doing well. Happy to be here. Okay, okay. Well, the, the regular season has come to an end, and we will finish with. Seven losses, a record of twenty-four and seven, with uh six losses coming in the conference, and just more of the same over the last week. Uh, another Maryland road loss in a game that we were pretty much out. We were trailing double digits from the pretty much the onset, and um this this game pretty much reads like the rest of them. It reads like our like our season. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know about our season, but definitely on the road, man. And yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We've been that's having, what I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, just, 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 just another game and another slow start, and it just—I don't know, man. This team is just not ready to play on the road. Period. Um, but at the end of the day, we finished third in our conference, and we have a double bye, so three games and one is the championship. So we see what happens. You always want to be playing. Your basketball, basketball yeah, excuse me, yeah, at the end of the season. Yeah. And we're just not right now. We are, no, we we are in, a, in a tailspin big time. Um, what say you, Byron? What, what, first of all, what, what do you attribute the, the road, the difference between the teams being so night and day on the road and at home? I don't know, man. I think that, you know, Maryland, man, I, you know, I, I think it's a situation where it's, I mean, at the University of Maryland, man, it's so packed. And the students and the fans and everybody's so into it, man. It ain't – what's not to get amped or excited about the home game when you got 18,000 people screaming and yelling and going crazy and bananas. So that that six man, I think it's it's helps a lot with these turds, man, because obviously even at home, there has a lot of games where they started off very slow, but the fans, you know, got their back and got them amped. And, you know, you know then all of a sudden, man, you have a – Joe Smith walk into the building that you've never seen in 20 years, <laughs> get you all excited and get you amped. So it's a lot of stuff going on at home, man. But don't the great competitors, um, the most competitive people the, that I know personally, whether it be a Juan or somebody like yourself, that don't you don't you actually get up more for the when you do walk into Cameron and when you do like don't you get more excited about shutting people up than you know that's why I always hear about Kobe that they they prefer. They prefer the Kobe's and the Michaels of the world. Not to say that anybody on this team is that, but you know what I mean. But you always hear that they say, "Man, it's not the cheers that I go for; it's the silence." You know, to to walk in into a silence, uh, a stadium that's going crazy. You know, like Kobe always said, "I prefer when you hit that game winner and you hear silence. Like, did you just took the heart out of another team? He used, that you live for that. So you know, when I, I mean, I know you personally, and I remember going through all of this. But I mean, I, didn't you? Always get up, even you know. Not you don't know if we want to say one more, but I don't think anybody would accuse a great competitor of not coming to the challenge at an away game. No, no. I mean, it's it's just different, man. Like I say, I come to a game with one focus every time I come play basketball. No matter if it's in the, in the backyard, on the blacktop, 
uh, college pros. It don't matter, man. One goal is to play as hard as I can and win. And, you know, especially on the road, man, ain't nothing like a road game, man. Just like you say, man, you know, all the super competitors of the history of sports always talk about, man, playing on the road, having your best game, and listen to everybody's booing you. And, you know, they have their little chance. They go on their little run, and on their little run, and you come out here and make some big shots, make some big plays, and just shut the whole gym down. Everybody's silent, and nobody has nothing to say. So, that's just being a competitor, man. You know, I just don't know what with this team and, and, and what is going on. They just – I don't know. I just think they just don't play well or just not prepared for a road game. I just – it's hard for me to baffle with all the talent that they have. I don't get it. I mean, we look yeah. like when you watch a Maryland game, a road game, and a home game, they look like two completely different teams. And in terms of uh, body language um, – effort you know just just all the way around and you ask yourself in a in a world from here on in there will be no more um home games you know what i mean so as we go into a big 10 tournament we'll we'll be playing road games and we'll be playing and the ncaa tournament we'll be playing uh road games so you ask yourself i mean what is there to make you believe that this maryland team can win anything well the only thing it made me believe that on the neutral side maryland's plays well (laughs) On a, on the other opponents' uh, away game, they struggle. But on the neutral side, looking at the statistics, they play. They actually play really well. So that's the only hope I have right now. Knowing that, and plus, just knowing, man, Coach Turgeon, and and I think the sense of urgency they may have, knowing that if they lose, it's, it's over, season over with. And some of the guys might think it's a disappointment if they're not reaching minimum elite eight, maybe final four. But me personally. I think Maryland should be a Final Four team. They should be. be You've been saying that all year I'm long. I'm saying it all year. I keep saying it. Do you, do you still see that? I do see it. It's talent, man. It's talent. They're talent, man. And and, and another thing plays a big part about being in NCAA tournament the two years I played for Maryland. It's all about matchups too, man. And and you're going to go and see when they, when bracket comes out the uh, next – well, this Sunday. And it's a matchups, man. It's all about matchups too. Just hopefully Maryland, uh, uh, you know, Gets in a good bracket and it makes a good run, and hopefully don't run into that team that's super aggressive and and don't care or whatever. But at the end of the day, like I say, man, when it comes to these tournaments, it's all about matchups. Uh, all of a sudden, we've seen we've seen the he's trying to get something out of Brantley. He's getting some. I mean, he got twelve minutes, um, two for three, knocked down two three pointers. Um, and Nikens is a, as a, he's out there more. And um, they tried. They got him going for uh, one or two games here down the end of the stretch. He finished up with a, you know, a, a stinker and going 0 for five. A stinker. Uh, but um, <laughs> but you know, you're seeing them more out there. And um, I don't know, Moo. I, I, I'm I'm searching for reasons to be excited up to, about uh, over these last five games, and and I'm running out of them. Other than like I said that. The guys I feel like who are playing really well on the offense end of the ball are the guys who are getting the least amount of touches, and I feel like the guys who are coldest right now are taking the most shots. And I don't, I don't see that changing. It's not going to change. Like I told, we discussed right here before we started. Like I'm at a point now. The Maryland Turpins are who they are. Plain and simple. We thought they are who they are. <laughs> they are who we thought they are. Yeah, they are who they thought we are. Right. So it's no changing right now. So you just got to, like I said, I think right now, like we discussed before we started, man, I think at a point 
uh, as a player and a coach, we just got to focus on the defensive end, shutting people down, taking teams out of their offense, speeding them up if they're a slow-down team, uh, slow them down into a fast-paced team, just come up with some defensive strategies. That's that's If it's me, my team, uh, if I'm if I'm on a team or I'm a teammate of, of, of these guys, that's what we're going to do. We're just going to focus on the team. Obviously, right now, offense, like I say, I have no idea what they're running out there. Uh, Office right now is not clicking, uh, like you mentioned before, and we've been saying it for a while. The right people or the people that's playing well are not getting maximum touches that they need to help the team. So if it was me, I'll focus on the defensive end right now, trying to to, to get as many stops as possible. So You, you said you, – you, you're right. <clears throat> before before we started, you had a pretty insightful thing that you were saying. Yeah. And that – and just to paraphrase what you said, you said, you know, right now offensively, I don't see it changing, and I just yeah, it's not uh, what, change. all you can do is try and get these guys to play defense and hope yeah. that the offense works itself out. Exactly, and um, I I would have to concur in the terms. Of, <laughs> I, concur. I, I think that's all you can do right now is just say, guys, if nothing else, let's let's show some some hustle on defense and get some stops and and just because the thing is the talent is so there on offense. It is, man. That's that's what probably. Get so many fans and people outside, outside of this whole Maryland Turpins basketball program and supporters and alumni, like coming into the season, like on paper, there are supposedly was more talented than the team that I was on. And to go out there and lose, I don't know, four of the last six games or something like yeah. that, you know, it's, it's baffling to people to say you have that many talent, but people don't understand it's not that easy. These guys never really played together like that, you know. And, and to put a lot of pressure on these guys, you got, you know, triumph. You got two transfers, first of all. You got a mellow triple, which had an incredible season last year. You don't think these teams this year is going to key on him? Because last year they didn't key on him. Mm-hmm. You know, they keyed on him this year. They, other teams have game plans to stop mellow triple. And yeah, as a player and the coach. game plan. Huh? It looks like it's been a pretty effective <laughs> game plan. So people understand that. It's a lot going to this, man. And you can't just expect this team to be great because they look great on paper. It just takes a lot. It's a lot of work to it. Uh, sometimes it's easier than others. But right now, obviously, they're still struggling on the offensive end. Sometimes you have a guy, school 15, and next time he has a guy that only takes three shots. Let, so Let me ask you this from yeah. a player standpoint. Yeah. And I, and I remember – I remember having this conversation with DJ about Melo, and yeah. he was saying that Melo is so talented of a scorer. Carmelo Anthony, when he was talking about his oh. teammate, <laughs> and he was saying, you know, because we yeah. asked him about it, yeah. and he would say that, you know, teams would frustrate uh, Carmelo, whether it be the yeah. Spurs or whatever yeah. the case may be, and he would say that it's not Melo's job to score the ball. It's the coach's job to find to, to find ways that when the other guys when – when, when the other team is, is – Game planning to stop Carmelo. Yes, he says it's the coach's job, and which makes it's the coach, it's his coach's job to find a way to free up Carmelo. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, and yeah. such. Maybe he said, you know, when Melo's getting double and triple teams, you know, you you need to find a way to fix, you know, to do whatever yeah. the case yeah. may be, and draw yeah. up a play that either finds somebody else open or whatever the case may be. So let's use that and transform it into it. Just happens to be the same name, Melo. Yeah. Um, that like you said, that teams are going to game plan to stop Melo Tremble. Isn't it now? That's when you break out that, that, that whiteboard and you say, hey, man, they're going to do X, Y, and Z. We're going to counter that with, you know, A, B, and C. Uh, and, and I just don't feel like we're seeing that. No, no, you're absolutely right because I, it, it's, it's almost similar but not the same situation because that's the same thing we was talking about Jake Lehman. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. when he wasn't getting the amount of touches that he needs. So we said that uh, coach need to probably come up with some extra plays. Say, Jake, no, we're going to figure out how to wait. As a coaching staff, not telling Jake, but as a coaching staff, they have the coaching meetings before and after the game, the results of the game become a better way to prepare for the next game. So I know coach, like I say, I haven't been in the locker room with Coach Church. I've never been in this coaching meeting with his coach, but I know because I've been with Coach Gary Williams, and I know the coaches talk about it all the time, and they actually ask a couple players. But coaches do do that. They go and have these meetings and figure out how to get certain players the ball, how to break down the offense and make sure certain people touch the ball. So he absolutely right. He made a great point. You, you, First of all, he's in the AC. I mean, he's in a, a Big Ten tournament. You done played all these teams twice or played these teams already. So you know who you're playing against. So you know already have game film on these teams. So they know how they're going to play certain players. So you're right. You need to have a coach's meeting, which obviously I know Coach Turgeon didn't do. Right. So figure a way how to counter, especially after losing to Wisconsin, which they're probably going to play. So just find a way to counter on how to, to not have the same result of the last time they played Wisconsin. So. It just it, 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 the, the part that's hardest, okay, is over the last essentially 10 years, there's been a lot of bad basketball and heartbreaking moments yeah. here at Maryland. Yeah. And But yeah. the reason this one kind of stings more is because there's been a lot of bad basketball teams, and this isn't <laughs> a bad team. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's yeah. like, you know, when you're looking at teams, especially when we're in the ACC and you just realize, I mean, we have guys who probably couldn't even walk on at some of these other schools. It doesn't really hurt that bad, you know, and, and it, it actually you're just kind of proud of the guys that you can stay close. Now, this type of situation, I feel like the roles were reversed, and we have the team, and when we go in and we're playing other teams, you know, some of these games we're losing to, to teams that I feel like we have four or five guys on our team better than their best player. You, yeah. you, you know what I mean? And then you lose to those type of teams, and that's what, that's what hurts. You know, it really hurts. I mean, at the end of the day, man, I, I would never uh, – uh, like to say, push the panic button because first of all, we finished third in the conference. I don't know if it was preseason Maryland number one, which I always thought. I think we're the best team in the Big Ten, talent wise. Well, I, it ain't about talent, coach. Right. Like I say, coach, it ain't about talent, coach. It's about your team. Mm-hmm. Who has the better team? Right. You know, at the time. So, you know, and everybody, and that's the thing. I'm sitting here listening to you, and you probably sit here listening to me, and you make a great point. But at the end of the day, all we talking about is talent. And at the end of the day, talents will not will never win you a championship. It's to who having the best team. And just like a perfect example, man, like that Connecticut team. I think it was like a seven or eight seed. And they ended up winning the national championship. And they only had – I mean, they had a good team, but they had one very good player. Mm-hmm. And it was clicking. It was clicking. I think it was a 500-ball team the whole season. So – and that's a perfect example how – you have to have a team ready to play for this tournament. And you can have all the talent you want, but you got to have a team that's well-equipped and well-ready to compete in this six-game tournament, which is the NCAA National Championship. So let me ask you this. Tell me the difference that you see in this Maryland team the first time you saw them play up until this last time that you saw them play in terms of continuity and just anything. Okay, so the first time I seen this team play this year, mm-hmm. when I actually went to the game against Georgetown, mm-hmm. uh, um, the guys was enthusiastic. The guys was moving around. Guys was all over the place. Maybe it's early in the season, even though it's beginning of the season. Still got a kinks and they still got like stuff to work on. But I, what I did see is the enthusiasm, mm-hmm. and I seen the leadership by Trimble mm-hmm. and Suleiman. Mm-hmm. And I always talk about that one play, the guy. Team was all over the place. Suleiman backs it up. He points at his teammate, brings him over, get a pick and roll, go off the pick and roll, come into a nice open shot. 
And I never forget that play. And I just knew this kid is a very disciplined, a very smart, and he's a good leader. So, you know, moving forward with now, I just think they, I just think the 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 energy level is not the same. You don't see the same. Yeah, the energy because I don't know, man. It's just like they're not ready to play, and it's they're talented enough, and I, I just feel that they feel a sense of urgency and try to make runs. But when you're playing a good team like Indiana, you're playing a good team like Michigan State, you're playing a good team, you know, like a Purdue on the road or something like that, you know, all those better teams in the conference, you can't just flip a switch, a switch and think you're just going to win these games. It's not going to happen. How much, again, this would all just be your own thoughts yeah. uh, with no, no, no insight from anybody else, but how much do you think the lack of enthusiasm from a, a layman, a Carter, or a Stone comes from the lack of involvement in the offense? I don't know, man. I mean, let me tell you something, man. Do you think it plays a part? I don't think it is because I wasn't a big, huge part of the offense at Maryland when I played. Right. <laughs> I wasn't a big part of that. I mean, it's a flex offense, whoever gets the cut or whatever, but – Obviously, majority of our shots were coming to Wine, Wilcox touching a little bit, but like Lonnie, Lonnie, exactly. But at the same time, man, I didn't care about that. I play hard regardless. You know, I'm on the floor playing defense, whatever, but it's because at the end of the day, it's one goal. I'm not going to let the amount of touches okay, determine. That's, that's you, and you're a very special person. There's no, there's, no, there's no doubt about that. But you've been around a lot of locker rooms, and you've been around yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah, players. Yeah. So do, do you – I mean, that's you, and that, that has always been you. Do, do, do you not feel like – but I'm sure you've been around players that that's not the case at all. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You, you know, you hit all the time, and you see – you hit a chitter-chatters, whatever. Coaches, I need more touches, and players like, you know, not – Saying it, but I can see the expression on their mm-hmm. face when a guy make a play or take a bad shot or didn't pass the ball when he's open. You know, he turns his nose up or whatever. But I ain't gonna lie, man. I mean, I've been around these guys. You know, I seen them locker room. I see them hanging around, goofing around. I mean, to be honest with you, man, I see that they really like each other. Period. And I don't really see no animosity between none of these players. Uh, I just think that. You know, I just don't see no offense. You know, I don't see it. I, I don't so, I don't see it either. Yeah. And I'm just looking from the outside with my own two eyes. And I wouldn't even see it in a selfish way. But if I'm losing, you always hear the great players say, like the T.O.s or I mean, whatever the case may be. And they say, hey, you know. <laughs> don't that, give me no T.O. No, not T.O. But, but, you know, a lot of the great players say the only time I complain is if we're losing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, and, you know, exactly. if I only have five points and we win, I could care less. Exactly. But when I lose and I don't get any shots. I feel a certain way, and yeah. and I look at again. I'm looking at Jake, and I'm looking at uh, Stone, and we're just going to keep losing with these guys shooting phenomenal uh, percentages and low volumes. You you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And you got to wonder at what point when you go back to your dorm room at night after a 20 point loss, and you say, not even necessarily from a standpoint of my stats, but like, man, I, I know I can do more. Yeah, and like I say, man, another thing too. I think we talk about you know. I mean, we probably catch ourselves sometime, but we sit here talk about a lot of offensive situations and stuff like that. But at the bottom line, man, it's, it's team defense too, you know. And I sit here, you know, just listen what do to you myself. See? What do you see when you see them defensive-wise? Well, the, the, the enthusiasm and aggression is not there all the time, you know. I mean, you got length. You got athleticism. I mean, you got – I mean, you got the tools to be a great defensive team. And, you know, and in a situation where they feel comfortable, I don't think they're enthusiastic. Like me, I'm a very enthusiastic. I mean, I can go outside. We can play one-on-one now, and I'm going to talk the most trash ever. Like I'm 18 years old. Mm-hmm. But that's just me as a person, my, my mentality. But, 
you know, it's a different type of style of basketball now. But in order to win, man, you know, we talk about shot selection and this and shot attempts, but, you know, a lot falling on team defense too, you know. So, and like the last game I watched, I actually went to was Wisconsin, man. And them guys, them guys shot so many threes, but a lot of them wouldn't even contest it. I mean, them guys, them guys that was making threes for Wisconsin, they weren't even three point shooters. <laughs> right. But they were so wide open, they was taking them. And then their confidence level, you know how it is in a good team and the players. All these guys can play, mm-hmm. but everybody got different roles. But you know how it is when a guy is talented. Right. If he's making shots, it's his night. Right. And it was two guys that normally don't shoot threes. They making them. So, I mean, they just roll with it, and now it's day night. And that's how they beat Maryland, making a lot of open threes, not closing out. In order for Maryland to go anywhere, they're going to have to do what? They're going to have to lock down and play defense. I mean, forget about the offense, man. They got to slow the game down, man. They got to put relentless pressure on the opposing team, guard play. And that's how they're going to have to win the game, man. They're going to have to win the game making stops and putting relentless pressure on perimeter players, period. What do you need to see in this Big Ten tournament? How far? Um, I, you know what I honestly what I would like to see. I don't care if they win the tournament or not, but what I like to see is them beat Wisconsin and beat Michigan State, and that would get my give me a chest bump. You when know, get me excited. <laughs> That'll get me excited. It'll probably get everybody excited because at the end of the day, yes, winning the conference championship that's awesome. That's incredible. It'll probably get them a higher seed. But at the end of the day, it's a revenge game against Wisconsin because they came and beat us. It's another game where everybody thinks Michigan State is really the best team in the conference. We can beat them, you know, and see what happens after that. And if we go out there and don't do anything? I don't know, man. I mean, like I said, it's a head scratcher. <laughs> but like I said, it's my Turks, man. I love them, man. I love Coach Turks, and I love this team, man. I love, you know, my teammate Juan Dixon. You know, had a lot of conversation with Nima. So, you know, I like those guys a lot, man. And um, I always believe in the Turks, man. Like I said, it's, it, it, it's only one moment. That they can go out there and something click and something happens and maybe the first round of NCAA tournament that they they magically or something happens, man. It turns the whole chemistry of the offense or whatever may happen. But it's it's game by game. So like I say, you know, they might have five bad matchups and they destroy all those teams. You never know. Never know, man. It's it's NCAA basketball. Like I say, I watched it for years. I played it a couple of years, and I know the craziest things can happen. But you have to be ready to play, though. You gotta be ready to play. They can't come out here starting slow. They can't do it. Feed the big boy. That's all I'm gonna say. You say feed him. Feed him, man. Feed, feed me. Feed, feed. What's that hungry hippo? If, <laughs> I would. I feel like this team the would game, be hungry hippo. Drastically better <laughs> if if the shot totals for Stone and Tremble flip flopped. Yeah, you think so? I, I, I as I look I and know, we're gonna man. Diamond Stone every single time he's down there. He looks like it's a mismatch. His hands around the basket are phenomenal. And majority of the time, I mean, it, his field goal percentage is ridiculous. And he also gets a ton of offensive rebounds. I mean, he, he really does. He works hard, man. I, like I say, man, the kid, man, like I say, man, against the, the game he had 39 against Penn State or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, obviously, if you look at the game film, it wasn't no set plays ran for him. <laughs> right. I mean, it was a ton of offensive rebounds. A ton of uh, 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 tip passes or, or whatever, you know, last-minute passes. But the dude didn't get those touches off the initial pass. And I think that's a it's, – it's easy for me and you to say, Tremble, just throw yeah, the ball right, down right, right, to, right, right, right. to Stone. Let him score. I mean, give it to him and see what he does. But 
when you don't have no offense consistently designed for your big man, you can't just come down court and just throw it to him. Right. You know, he has to be open. But if there's plays run to him, then you are looking for him. But if it's obviously your only play, oh, let's do a high pick and roll for Diamond Stone and then dive to the basket. If that's open, give it to him. Not, I'm coming off and shooting. In the flow of the so. game, how much – who, who <laughs> decides the the offensive set and all of that? Is it the point guard or is it the coach while well, the game is I, I think it's on? Trimble. I think coach okay. – I think – well, I don't know, but I'm just taking – I'm just – this is my guess. And Trimble been playing so well, I think Coach Turgeon gives him a lot of leadway just because his discipline and his poise and he always playing at the same level. And, you know, he been played great for him last year. So, Coach Turgeon might come in here and run and play here and there, but – the Florida game, I think Coach Turgeon gave him a lot of leeway to to try to make plays and and uh, you know trying to design plays or whatever it may be, or, or option like the uh, audible, yeah, like mm-hmm. in football, let him do the audible if need to be. <laughs> right. Hey. All right. Well, let's let's see where this uh, takes us, man. I'm 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 looking forward to seeing what we get in this in this Big Ten tournament and. Um, Boy, I got I got one last thing. Mark, it's okay, man. It's not okay, man. It's not I know, okay, man. My man. co-host, I love Mark, man. We've been doing it for a while. We've been, like you said, we've been friends in Berlin, man. You know, maybe I need to take it fishing today because he's down, man. He got his blanket on. It's, exactly. It's not <laughs> drowsy. Okay, it's not, it's <laughs> it don't, not. He don't look good, fast. He don't look good <laughs> right now. So I'm going to take Mark out. We might go fishing for a little bit, man. Hopefully, it'll take his mouth off the turf for one minute. It, it, I'm, it, it, I'm telling you, it's not okay. At the beginning of the year, I really felt like yeah, we man, had yeah. something special. And it's like it's just – as A one, I text him every and like it's like it's just slipping between our hands right in front of your face. You're just watching it on like every game. It's like watching somebody run your Mercedes into a wall. You know what I mean? Like oh, there goes the bumper. Oh, that's the back door. Oh, there's a scratch on the left. Like that's how I feel watching every game. Like it just gets worse and worse and uh, ugh, it hurts. It hurts. I need. <laughs> I need. I need what you. Say. I need. I need a Big Ten. I need a Wisconsin win and a Michigan. State yeah, 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 I, I yeah. Need, and a strong showing. Huh? I, that, I mean, that's uh, unrealistic. But yeah, I, I just nothing I've seen that. Well, I think show. they're on two opposite sides of the brackets, right? They still they'd have to see each other in the finals. Exactly. What I'm saying though, they would have to play. Wisconsin and Michigan State first, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yes, yeah. So, but that's that's my biggest thing. I mean, if you're going to see Indiana, and like I said, at the end of the day, you're going to play Indiana championship. So, if you win it, that's great. But as a fan, as a player, as actually, a alumni, if, if 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 uh, no, that wouldn't be right. If they were one in, if they were the one seed, if Indiana would be the one seed, and Maryland would be the three seed. That means Maryland would play Indiana before they saw Michigan State. They would. No, and two and three play each other. Melvin's the right. three seed. Yes. Whoever's right. number you're two. Right. Right. Who's number you're right. two? You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, State. exactly. Right. So they'll right. play number four. Correct. Whoever that is. Correct. Exactly. So, Correct. yeah, they'll see Yep, they'll see Wisconsin. Then if they win, um, a Michigan State win, they'll see Michigan State in the semifinals. So that's my thing. So, yeah, so I'm expecting Melvin to make it to the championship. Whatever happened after that, I don't really care. We need to beat Wisconsin and Michigan State just to give our fans, myself, everybody some enthusiasm getting ready for the tournament. So. Okay. Uh, hey, and uh, um, I'll tell you what, in happier, in happier Maryland news, I don't know if you noticed, like the Phoenix, has they're legitimately running their offense through Alex Lynn. Oh, I'm loving that. I'm That's loving awesome, that. right? Yeah, he, you know, he was – I watched a couple games, and, you know, honestly, you know, fans, for the fans out here, uh, me and Alex Lynn are supposed to be a do a summer camp this summer, so – 
Hopefully, oh, really? Yeah, hopefully that come to intuition. So uh, I'm just proud of Adler Slick, man. He came a long way because I remember when I first watched him playing at, at Phoenix, he was just running around, <laughs> basically running around. I, I feel like we never. Defense. I feel like we never um, got to see the full potential of Alex Lynn here. And then it, and when I was watching his first two or three years in Phoenix, I was like, because remember, I remember when he was here, and just like this dude is extremely big and extremely talented. You know what I mean? Like he has very soft hands. He has a very good uh, set jump shot, and he's like legit seven one seven two, and he can run and he's coordinated. You know what I mean? So, and now that he's getting the chance in Phoenix, he's actually had some monster games. You know and. Uh, He's looked really well, and I'm, I'm I'm happy for him. He makes me proud. I'm, I'm I'm very happy to see him, and that Phoenix is sticking with him. Uh, I want him to stay healthy. He's he's had you know that's been a problem with him his whole career. But um, it, it's great to see him and to see a Terp in the in the NBA having success. And I, I you know yeah. I look forward to it next year. I hope he can build on it. I mean, yeah. how great would it be to, to Alex Lynn to turn into like an NBA All Star? Yeah, yeah which possible. at the center position really isn't that hard. No, it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not so at all. so um, I mean that would just be great. You know what I mean? That 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 would be really great. So that that uh, um I have been paying a lot of attention to lately, and I am um happy for Alex Lynn. Is there even any other Terps in the NBA right now? Yeah, Steve Blake, Grievous and Blake. Yeah, right. they actually did an article the other day. I was reading about Steve. I mean, uh, Grievous Vasquez, um, his relationship in Toronto. Obviously, he's not there anymore. But it was a big story. Uh, paper in Toronto was had a humongous article about him. Great so, guy, man. Yeah, and it was telling how. He was a humongous fan favorite for Maryland, and and he was one of the most tenacious players in the history of college basketball because he brings every night. Mm-hmm. He holds everybody accountable. He's in, animated, mm-hmm. enthusiastic, mm-hmm. and that's why the day one man when I met Reeves, I love that guy because I'm the same type I of player. Man. I always said, that, and I've told you that. I, <laughs> I felt like you guys were the same guy, and it was like he yeah. was he was awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Love Grievous, man. Love Grievous. Yeah. All right, uh, that is it. Let's see what happens in this Big Ten tournament. And next time that we talk, we will know where we are seated in this NCAA tournament. So it is go time. It is the end of the year. And uh, we will be back next week. So go Terps. Let's try and get two, maybe even three wins in this tournament. And, uh, you know, start something special. All right, thank you, everybody. And we'll see you all next week.